When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Friday. Happy Friday to you. It is the 7th of July, 2023. Daniel Pedigree with you for the final time of the week. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 and that's all before breakfast through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Sydney with Vossi and Trent Copeland this morning. For our Queensland listeners, it'll be pattern heels after the six o'clock news. Busy show for us. We're going to cross in just a second to the UK to discuss day one of the cricket. I think pretty evenly poised after day one, but a very entertaining day. We'll do that. Uh, we'll try and also hear from one of our players as well with the SCN commentary team. The rugby league last night, the Sharks comfortable in the end, although the Tigers Fought hard, got it back to 12 all at a half time. We'll talk about that and we'll get Charlie Goodsir in the studio as well to preview the rest of a condensed NRL round. So plenty to get through on this Friday morning. one 1170 the open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. Hot, hot. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. All right, let's uh, not leave this next lady waiting uh, any longer. I think everyone listening is probably jealous of her. Uh, she's just spent the day heading at Leeds at uh, Channel 10. SEN host Jaleesa Apps is on the line. Morning to you. Evening to you, Jaleesa. Evening, Dan. How are you? I'm good, but more importantly, how are you? And before we talk about the cricket and I'll get you to put your reporter's hat on for just a second, just tell me about your day because I think everyone a little jealous are seeing what you've posted on Twitter over the past 12 or so hours. Oh, yeah, man. It was awesome. Like, I'm up here as a fan, so that is – I rarely ever get to enjoy mm. sport as a fan, but it was just so enjoyable to come to Headingley. I've been just praying all week that I didn't care what happened. I didn't care who was batting. I didn't care who was bowling on the first day. I just cared that it wasn't rainy. <laughs> we didn't get any rain. And on top of that, got an absolute action-packed day. I mean, I got to see the Aussies bat, got to see the Aussies bowl, got to see just action-packed wickets and an Australian century. Like, there's really not much more you can pack into that. I was so impressed by Mitch Marsh mm. and how aggressive he was. He looked like he was playing basketball for a while there, except unlike England, doing it successfully. So that was um, really enjoyable to watch. And, yeah, it's just been awesome. Right now I'm outside peddling taps mm. at a bar, a pub here. Very, Having a good time. Very nice. I uh, was in Leeds last year. I didn't get to Headingley, but I did see Headingley Taps. It was one of the places I wanted to go, so I'll get a review from you at some stage. Um, we'll talk about Mitch Marsh in just a second, but uh, is this your first Ashes in England that you've been to? Yes, it is. So um, I wanted to come in 2009 when I was on the Kentucky tour and uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, this is my first one in England. It's one that I planned for a really long time and um, yeah, so excited. I, I Honestly, the excitement 
I mean, I, I love going to any cricket, but this I, this was like excitement I'd never felt in such a long time. And I think it was also because I was going as a fan. Like, I had no obligation to work at all, and that's so rare. And I just loved every second of it. And sitting, I have to say, I was expecting a really hostile crowd. Yeah. And not, it wasn't like that at all. I was sitting with all these great English fans, and um, they were all chatting to, before I was talking to them, I was kind of, eavesdropping on the conversation. They were talking about the Bairstow dismissal and they were all saying how they thought it was really fair um, and they thought the media over here had blown it out of proportion. So that was really interesting to listen to as well. So, yeah, I just had a great day. I was going to ask you about that, the experience with the crowd. I I heard uh, before I went to bed uh, last night and uh, seen some highlights of the boos for the Australian team as well when Steve Smith came into bat uh, in his 100th test. But uh, maybe they weren't happy with the team, but all good uh, with the crowd, as you just said, with uh, all the other Australian supporters. Yeah, like they booed every time um, an Australian got dismissed. But mm. uh, and I don't like really booing in sport at all. But I don't think they were particularly vicious or anything like that. And certainly the ones that I was sitting here, like I'm, I've got an Australian hat on, and mm. um, I, I certainly wasn't copying anything. We were just kind of chatting and having some good banter um, near us. But the crowd were fine, and I mean, it's such a England's such a nice place to watch cricket at because the grounds are so small. So mm. you're just so close. Like, wherever you sit, you're so close to the action. Before I ask you a bit about the cricket, Headingley, where does that rate in terms of venues you've been to to watch sport? Well, yeah, I was up here um, to watch the cricket, uh, uh, to watch the rugby league, obviously, yes. when I was working mm. um, last year. I would have to say... In terms of a cricket venue, uh, I would say this is probably the best one I've been at. And it is because of the size. Like, it's not very big at all. So the size um, just means, like I said, that you're you're so close to everything and, like, great facilities. And I would say it's pretty much the best cricket venue I've been to. Mm, very good. Uh, let's just talk about a bit about the cricket. Australia all out for 263. David Warner went early. I think at one stage they were four for 85 and they were in trouble. You referenced Mitch Marsh before, though. What an excellent innings in his return to Test Match cricket. Yeah, I think when we were about, like, uh, three for 61, I, I think it was that I was thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be such a grim day. Like, what have we done jumping and watching this? And Mitch Marsh was just explosive, like the power that he has, but also just really smart shots. Like, it it wasn't like he looked uncomfortable out there at any point. He looked like he was playing, like, really, um, really... Sorry, I'm just going to get heckled by some English fans. Oh, radio! (laughs) Um, So I was just... um, I was just, uh, yeah, like really impressed by the smart kind of cricket that he was um, he was playing and, and the power in his shots. And Travis had too at the other end. Like whilst mm. he wasn't, you know, going for any great number, he was also playing really patient style that allowed Mitch to do that. Mm. And you were just saying how nice the English fans were as well. Uh, I think uh, evenly poised, isn't it, <laughs> after day one. England three for 68, Australia all out for 263. Supposed to be a nice day over there tomorrow as well, I think 25 degrees. Do you think England just yes. in front or how do you see it after day one? No. No, no. I think that I think I think Australia just in front at the moment. I thought our our bowling looked uh, really strong. Pat Cummins in particular. I was a little bit concerned actually. I, as I was walking to the pub, I just mm. happened to uh, walk past the Aussies getting onto the bus, and Mitchell Stark had some like really big um, 
I didn't know if it was like an ice pack. It wasn't just strapping. There was like a big ice pack like on the on his leg. Oh my god, I've got this whole group following me. Um, <laughs> it had this big like ice pack on his leg, so I was a little bit um concerned about that. So um yeah, but hopefully he'll be good. I'm on the radio. Um, gosh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so I was a little bit concerned about <laughs> concerned about that, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I, so I don't know what's going on there. Hopefully, hopefully he's all right. But it did look like some pretty heavy ice. You did well. Uh, you did well there, telling them you're on the radio without using a word you were just about, about to use, and I could tell you're about to use it. Look, I won't keep you too <laughs> too long. Um, just a couple of questions. One on the text, and one from James Magnuson that uh, I'm not entirely sure if I should be asking, but we'll get to that in a second. I've been te- oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. I'll be. Uh, you know where? Uh, with this, yeah, okay. Uh, before I get to James's question. Um, I've been texting you a bit about places to go, but do you have a question on the text? Have you found any McDonald's or KFC over there yet? Because it was only last week, you were I think you were trending on Twitter after Reese Walsh's judiciary hearing. Have you found any good McDonald's or KFC on your trip yet? Wasn't that a high point in my career? <laughs> yeah. I've only been highlight. on Twitter for 12 years and then I started <laughs> trending because <laughs> of my Macca's order. Um, well, I have to say the first thing I did when I got on holidays, mm. which I'm sure everybody does, was mm. get a Macca's order at the airport. Sure. I've had a Macca's order over here. Mm. Uh, Macca's is good everywhere. Um, sponsor me. <laughs> where, do you, where, do, where, do you, where do you rate Macca's over there? Is it better than here or just the same? I mean, it's all the same, isn't it? I mean, people are gonna people are gonna say to me, well, "What happened to KFC?" Because I was falling out asleep out the front of KFC. So, well, you know what? KFC doesn't open past ten p.m. Yeah, and that's why I couldn't eat KFC at Judiciary. So, yes, you know, this, lift KFC lift. This is true. I'll never forget the day you wore your KFC. I don't even know what you'd call it <laughs> outfit into the studio. Uh, now, just before I let you go, uh, James Magnuson was in the studio with me uh, oh, with Vossi yesterday. Right, here we go. Um, and he asked me to ask you a question now I'm hoping uh, he he did he's either throwing me under the bus or throwing you under the bus but uh, he said that when you guys were on air some time ago maybe a couple of weeks ago on the Sunday crunch time show uh, he wants to know if your partner has asked you a particular question yet uh, if you know where I'm coming from Oh, for the love of God. I don't know why Magnuson is so desperate to marry me off. Like, honestly, I don't know. He didn't say this on air. He said this off air. Okay, I thought that could be the case. As I told him, my poor long-suffering partner, it'll be... If we get through the holiday without him throwing me off a cliff in Santorini, I think that'll be a bloody win. <laughs> now, I think he's thrown me under the bus because he said that was discussed on air, so I apologise for... Uh... It was not discussed on air, oh. but um, ask Magnuson. I'd like to know the same thing from Magnuson. Mm. You know how people project things? Yes. Well, what are you projecting? Well, he was asking. He asked... He's so desperate. It's so tragic. Yeah, he, he asked Vossi and he asked our producer Ben where they proposed, so maybe, maybe he's just trying to get some ideas. Maybe he's did he really? Mm, maybe he's asking uh, more for him than you. Maybe who knows? I I think he is. I think he's projecting. I think um anyway, but uh, he's so tragic. Yes. Okay. All right. So that would be a no. No question has been asked yet. Uh, what's next uh, <laughs> on the? I think you labelled it when we caught up for a drink in the UK last year. I think you labelled it the summer of Apsy. So uh, what, what what's left? Of what's next on the summer of Apsy? 
Um, well, next on the summer of Apsies, I'm going to try and get tickets to Wimbledon. I'm going to mm. sit um, in the queue, like which I've been told is absolute hellish. So if anyone out there has any connections that they'd like to work for me, because I've exhausted <laughs> all of mine um, to get me tickets to Wimbledon, that would be ideal. Um, but otherwise, I'll be sitting in the queue trying to get tickets to Wimbledon. Then I'm going to actually go to Live Golf. Oh. Controversial. Please don't cancel me. Um, and then I'm going to go to the Tour de France. Yeah. I'm going to spend some time in Paris, uh, and I think that's my sporting tour done, unless anything else pops up. And then I'm just going to drive around Italy. I'm going to Santorini. We got, we've got some mates in Italy. We're meeting up with my old workmates from Channel 9. So just living. I might not come back. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Very nice. All right, I'll let you get back to the pub. You handled uh, those hecklers very well as well. Enjoy the rest of your time over there in Europe. You're deserving a very good holiday, and we may catch up again soon if you maybe somehow get into Wimbledon or something. Thank you, Jaleesa. Okay, thank you, Zia. Jaleesa Apps on the line from Leeds after the cricket. Uh, Australia all out, uh, but managed to witness a wonderful Mitch Marsh innings. 263 all out Australia, England three for 68 uh, at stumps. So Australia leading by 195 runs with seven wickets remaining. Did you watch any of the cricket? Where do you think it is at the moment? Do you think it's evenly poised? Do you think Australia just in front? It will be interesting to see. Uh, how it unfolds, as I just said to Jaleesa there, um, it seems to be nice weather tomorrow uh, in Leeds, 25 degrees uh, and sunny. So it looks like it'd be a good day for cricket um, and the match moving fairly quickly. Your thoughts on it, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457-736-736. What we'll do is we'll take a break. We'll talk more about the cricket in a sec and we'll also chat about the rugby league, the Sharks' big winners over the Tigers last night. It's 14 past five. Good to be with you on this Friday morning, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. our open line number. You can send a text 0457-736-736. Yeah, big thank you to Jaleesa Apps, uh, who I thought handled herself very uh, well there when she got some uh, lovely hecklers, but I'm sure she's having a very nice time in the pub. I'm sure most of us wish we were over there. Are uh, your thoughts on the cricket? Also, we'll get to the footy in just a second. Charlie Goodsir will join me after the break as well um, with uh, his preview, our preview of re- the rest of the round of the National Rugby League. We'll hear the highlights from the Sharks win in just a second. I'll be interested to actually know there's also some news around Vegas um, and also some news around Tino as well and what club he might be joining. Want to know what's going to be a highlight of the weekend? What's going to be making news on Monday morning? Is it going to be the Rugby League? Is it going to be cricket? Is it going to be something else? Tell you what, uh, there'll be big headlines on Monday morning. You would feel the, the, the way the cricket ended day one uh, Australia's first innings already done. England three wickets down. You do question whether it will go to five days. So we might be talking about a lot come Monday morning. Rugby league, condensed weekend. But uh, some teams, uh, the Tigers played last night. The Dragons, of course, smashed last weekend. The Bulldogs up against South Sydney. Expecting any upsets across uh, the weekend of the National Rugby League or anything else in sport. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Also for you on uh, this Friday morning, I want to know where you put the Sharks at the moment. We'll listen to the highlights in just a second of last night's game. They ended up uh, winning and quite convincingly. They looked like they were pretty much in cruise control uh, for the second half of that game. 36 points to 12. They won. Uh, however, it did get back to 12 all at half time. Uh, the Sharks leading early and looked like maybe it could be another long night for the Tigers. And then the Tigers, to their credit, fought back, got to 
12 all at half time before the Sharks. Nice display by uh, Nico Hines. Got them home 36 points to 12. But where do you put the Cronulla Sharks? Um, I got a text off probably six, seven, eight weeks ago now um, about the Cronulla Sharks asking if they're flying under the radar. Um, it is an interesting one with them. They are a good team. We know that. We know they're a very good team. But they haven't proved themselves yet against the big teams. So where do you put the Sharks at the moment? In order of the big hitters in the NRL, in order of the Panthers, probably throw the Storm, the Broncos, maybe Souths in there. Do you have the Sharks as a proper premiership contender or are they just a step below at the moment until they can prove themselves against the big teams? Interested to get your take on that. 0457 736 736, our text number. Or you can call the open line 1300 01 1170. Before we get to some of the other rugby league headlines of the day, let's have a listen back to yesterday's win. The Sharks, way too good for the Tigers, as you heard it here on SEN. Fitzgibbon wants to play from in front with a guaranteed two points. And Hines will knock this over, and they'll stroll back to the halfway line, and it'll be Sharks 2, the West Tigers nil. Can you just yeah. imagine the scenes there? We're going to cross straight to the cricket after this. Uh, bolt for four, right-hand side. In the meantime, Kennedy goes away to Ramey and picked up Katoa. Katoa, Katoa, Katoa. Oh, yeah. Scores in the corner. <laughs> Sharks on the board. Davey Warner got four. And now Katoa gets four. Sharky six with a kick to come. West Tigers nil, 15 gone in the first half. Sharky's leading to the left-hand side. McGuinness flat away to Kafusi. Oregon Kafusi got dangerously close and wanted to offload but couldn't do so. Waker makes the tackle with Bateman and Fanua Pole. Short side. Rayleigh. Hines double pump. Talakai. Who on the planet will stop Sisifa Talakai? That close to the ground. And he scores the try. Sharks 10 kick to come. Tigers nil, 17 and a half remaining in the first half. Great play the West Tigers. Ball played back. Simpkins to Smith to the line. Now they get it away. Tommy Talau. Tommy Talau. Plants the ball down. Tigers prowl. 12 points to four with a kick to come. But that was the Tigers at 05 that set. Right hand side. And Cassie uh, James. Oh, ball. Short ball gets oh. ball. Right next to the post on half time. Well, he's made a huge difference. It's coming on. And Sean Bloor is about to get the Tigers alongside the Sharks. 10 points to 12. It's about to be 12 all. A really turning up here. Comes out the back to Hines. Kennedy, Kennedy goes flat away. Get the pass. And Katoa. Sione Katoa gallops over the try line. They do make them play that slingshot formation. The pass came from Ramian. And finally, the Sharkies get the lead back. 16 points to 12. Kick to come. Seven metres out from the goal line. Last place is Todd Smith. Very unlucky not to score that. The Tigers. Hines, crossfield kick. He's looking for Ramian, who bats the ball forward. And they're going to claim it now. Ramian's going to claim the try for the Cronulla Sharks. And Todd Smith agrees. Dummy half, short side Hines. Talakai pumping the legs of Talakai. <laughs> Hines did that in the first half. He does it in the second half. He hits Talakai on the chest, and that should be enough. Sharky's 26, kick to come. West Tigers 12. We've got a lot of special standouts. Bradley yeah, goes through. Goes. Bradley goes through, looks for support, double pumps. Hines bye has bye. got the ball. Here's Hines. Oh, oh, Hines gets there. He just gets there. Does he advance the ball? We don't know. 
Nico Hines scores the try, seven and a half remaining. And as you said, Spud, he got denied in the first half, but he gets one now, Nico Hines. Sharks 32, kick the come. West Ball Tigers comes back 12. away to Brayley McGuinness. Now Hines cut Good out ball. all the way to Graham. Now they get the pass to Cora in the oh. corner. Sione Katoa gets his second try, a contortionist. And the Sharkies get a very flattering victory. 36 points to 12 and a kick to come. He moves in. Nico didn't really get it. And it's just waved away. Avoids the fiberglass. And score remains 36 <laughs> points to 12. 36 points to 12. The Sharkies have defeated the West Tigers. Uh, yes, that was the footy last night. Uh, the Sharks are way too good for the West Tigers. Where do you rate the Sharks? So, got a couple of texts about that. Uh, where do you put the Sharks in context of this year's competition? Because we're almost done with Origin. One more uh, Origin-affected weekend, which would be next weekend. Just having a quick look at what is happening uh, next weekend in terms of how many teams have a buy. But then after that, we're it's set into... Um, so three teams having to buy next weekend. We're set into the run home to the finals. Where do you put the Sharks? There was a bit of criticism on the Sharks last year, wasn't there? Um, and, and we saw what happened. They were very close in that game against the Cowboys in week one of the finals before Souths really blew them off the park in week two. We saw last time they came up against a top eight team in the NRL and a potential premiership contender about, what, three, four weeks ago against the Melbourne Storm, they were smashed. Um, I'll have a quick look at their run home as well, the Cronulla Sharks, uh, and just see how many... Top eight teams they are actually coming up against in their run home just before we get to some other news. So they've got the Warriors in New Zealand uh, next Sunday. So that'll be an interesting test for the Sharks. They then play Manly, who are currently not in the top eight, and it'll be at Cronulla's home ground. Another interesting test against the Panthers on the 29th of July in round 22 at Penrith, followed by the Rabbitohs in Perth in round 23. Then they come home with the Titans, the Cowboys in North Queensland, the Knights and the Raiders. So in and amongst those games, there are some interesting games for the Sharks to prove themselves as a premiership contender. I think we'll know more about the Sharks after some of those games, but where do you put them at the moment? Are they a premiership contender? Are they in that bracket? Or are they just a step down? Uh, AFL last night as well. Richmond, uh, disappointing for the Swans. Richmond, 88, 12, 16, 88 over the Sydney Swans, 11, 9, 75. If you're just uh, waking up, switching the radio on in terms of the cricket, uh, we just spoke to Jaleesa Apps over there in Leeds. Australia uh, made 263. England, three for 68 at stumps on day one. They, tra they trail Australia by 195 runs. The star of the day, at least with the bat, uh, definitely Mitch Marsh, 118 of 118 balls. Fantastic. The rest of them didn't do too much. Travis Head, 39. Steve Smith, 22. Warner was out in the first over for four. Kawaja out for 13. Labashane out for 21. Uh, Alex Carey out for eight. Start for two. Uh, Pat Cummins got a duck. Todd Murphy made 13. And Mark Wood, in his return to cricket, uh, got five wickets, five for 34 off 11.4 overs. Uh, a bit of other rugby league news floating around as well. I'd like to get your take on this. Vegas, the fight is on apparently for Vegas. Ten teams in the fight for Vegas. So the clubs that are keen include Manly, Cronulla, the Bulldogs, Brisbane, South Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne, Dolphins, Roosters and the Gold Coast. However, some clubs, including North Queensland, West Tigers and Penrith, have expressed an interest in travelling to the US in 2025. The Warriors are focused on growing the game in New Zealand. 
Um, and has, clubs such as Canterbury uh, want to be considered as an away team only. So the teams that are interested are Manly, the Sharks, Bulldogs, Broncos, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Storm, Dolphins, Roosters, and the Titans. Teams that are not interested, the Warriors, the Eels, the Dragons, the Knights, the Cowboys, the Tigers, the Panthers for next year. Um, Do you want your team, it, this Vegas thing looks like it's going to happen. Do you want your team to go over to Vegas? I mean, I think it would probably be different if they took you with them. But would you like to see your team playing in Vegas? Um, and it's interesting about the Canterbury thing, saying they want to be an away team only. Well, if that is the case, and that is fair enough, that adds another interesting part to it. Because if they are taking a game to Vegas, I would assume that means the home teams lose one of their home games. I mean, I'm sure they'll be compensated for it. But for a fan's point of view, you miss out on one game, the vast majority. Do you want your team to be playing in Vegas next year or not? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And Tino, a uh, bit of talk about um, Tino uh, going to the Roosters. He has a three month period to decide his future. And one club watching his contract situation closely is the Roosters. As revealed today by the tele, uh, yesterday by the Telegraph, him and David Fafita have a clause in their new contracts that made the pair free agents in the event of coach Justin Holbrook being sacked, which is exactly what happened in a, a fortnight ago. However, uh, there is some good news that he's expressed pl- in playing in no interest for most Sydney clubs. It's the bad news. But the good news is he has great respect for the Roosters because of his family links to the Bondi Glamour Club. His son played reserve, uh, his dad played reserve grade. Tino to the Roosters, what do you reckon? one 1170 the open line number, or you can text 0457-736-736. Friday morning, Tradies News in a nutshell. Good to have this man back in the studio. Charlie Goodsir, good morning. Good morning, Dan. Big weekend of sport already kicked off, of course, with the cricket last night. There was one NRL game last night. A bit of a condensed NRL round. As much as I love Origin, Charlie, I'm sort of looking forward to it being over just so we can get into the proper NRL season again and get the run home to the finals really underway. Yeah, it it, it just feels a bit like, especially with this Game 3 being a, a, a dead rubber, mm. essentially, it just feels, oh, it's waning up a little bit. Mm. Keen to get back in the full swing of things, a full round of uh, eight games plus a bye mm. uh, for one of the teams uh, in the lead-up to, to finals. All right. Now, I've got a question to ask you before we look at the remaining four matches of the National Rugby League. There is eight rounds to go, including this round. Uh, hosted teams, of course, have a bye. Um, so it is hard to keep a track of... Uh, what What do you make of the bye points as well? Just get rid of them or you uh, don't really uh, care? Uh, I think in the past, I think it was completely fine. And as a, I've said multiple times, as a Knights fan, you sort of rely on those two points every time you have a bye. Mm. I think now that every team has a buy mm. um, and three buyers as well mm. during a season, it does seem a bit ridiculous because you've got the Sharks and the Raiders in, I think, third and, and, and fifth. Mm. And it's a bit and, – and the Panthers in first as well, but mm. they don't have the most wins. They just have – they've banked a couple of buys um, and they get the points for there. So it's a bit – it's a bit tricky. I think next year just a bolt of points for a buy. Yep, I think so. So – in terms of the question I'm going to ask you, the buyers this weekend, which haven't been taken into account yet, probably the teams that really matter are the Roosters, Manly and Newcastle all have the buy, as do the Broncos, Cowboys. The Cowboys are another one, actually. They're another team that has the buy, Panthers and the Storm. Now, we look at the teams outside of the top eight, and we'll say heading into this round. So just on uh, the 
edge of the top eight. Uh, the Eels on 22. Of course, they're in action this weekend. South Sydney in action on 22. The Warriors in action this weekend. So they all play this weekend. They're on 22. Outside of the top eight, uh, the Cowboys are on 20. They will go to 22 with the bye. The Titans are on 20. They're in action this weekend. Manly are on 19, uh, but they will go to 21. Uh, the Dolphins in action this weekend. The Roosters are on 18. They'll go to 20, and the Knights will go to 19. I think anything other than underneath the Knights, uh, no offence to Bulldogs, Dragons, and Tigers fans, they're no chance, and that's probably stretching it a bit. Out of the Cowboys, Titans, Seagulls, Dolphins, Roosters, and the Knights, do you see any of those teams making a late-season run because they're near enough, if they're good enough, to get into the top eight? Obviously not knowing what the draws are off the top of your head. Uh, the one that stands out the most... Uh Easily is the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's easy to get carried over the seventy-four nil win, but I think I think every NRL fan knows that was coming. Mm. Um, they've played really well since uh, their Origin starts have returned, mm. and they're just starting to play their best footy at the right time as well. So mm. I, I think they could even finish as high as maybe like fifth yep. or, or sixth and, and, and get a home final. Mm. I think they could also make a deep run in finals as well, but that mm. remains to be seen. The uh, I, I'm going to rule out the Titans just because of how inconsistent mm-hmm. they are. Too up and down. Yeah, I, I'm ruling out the Roosters. Uh, they just aren't playing well mm. enough at all. Mm. Um, and if they do start to turn it around, I think they're just playing way too late. Mm. Going to rule out my Newcastle Knights as yes. well. Um, just think, I, I think it's been a much better uh, performance as a whole this season. But I just think we'd let ourselves down. Uh, Two losses against the Panthers that we should have won. The mm. game against the Broncos that we should have won as well. Mm. There's six points right there, and, mm. if, and we'd be on 23 points and, and in the top eight as well. Mm. Uh, so you've got to uh, cancel that out a little bit. I think the Seagulls don't make it either. I just, again, just too inconsistent. And also, uh, no uh, Tommy Trevojevic. Mm. Yeah. So I think out of all those, I think the Cowboys is the only one that I see that can actually realistically make the top eight. So you think the Cowboys... Oh, look, I won't... And you probably say I'm being biased. I won't write off the Roosters yet just because you look at their squad and you look what they can do. But the thing is as well, and we saw this last year with the Roosters, is that any of these teams, maybe with the exception of the Cowboys, but the team's definitely on 18 points heading into this round before they get their points for the bye. To get to the finals, you're going to have to win most of their games and you're almost playing sudden death footy each week. So even if they do one of these teams, two of these teams somehow make the finals, it gets very hard to keep that up once they get into the finals. And we saw that last year. Yeah, Dan, I think you're in denial. I think I, I, I think, I think I you're think in denial. So. I think you just got to accept that the Roosters are trash. Well, at the moment, uh, they're on 20 points. They will be at the end of this week and there's still a chance where there is life, uh, there is hope. But a really big game for them next weekend at the SCG against the Melbourne Storm. And if they don't win that, I'll write them off completely. All right, let's look at the four games remaining in round 19 of the NRL tonight, 8 p.m. Speaking of a team that definitely won't make the finals is the Dragons. They take on the Canberra Raiders. They're in and around the midst of getting into that top four, then the top eight. It's very close to competition, as we just noted. Dragons absolutely smashed by the Sharks last weekend. The Raiders, a close win over the Gold Coast Titans. I think the Dragons put up a, maybe an improved performance, but I think the Raiders win. We heard from Vossi and Brandy on, um, or we heard from, sorry, Wally the Statsman mm. on uh, Vossi and Brandy with James Magnuson on mm. Thursday that mm. all the Raiders' wins have been in single digits, which I found remarkable. Mm. I don't think that'll be the case this time around. No. I think they'll uh, put a number on the Dragons. I think the Dragons have resigned themselves to finishing in uh, the bottom four. I don't think they'll win the wooden spoon. No. Because out of all the teams who got spanked last weekend, they were probably the best of them because they actually also put points on the board. Yes, this is true. Um, So, and and 
what I like is they're playing a couple of debutants. They're playing a couple of young guys as well, sort of in the back end of the season. It, it's it's all you can do uh, when you're at the arse end of the ladder mm. and are playing putrid and your best player wants to leave the club. Mm. I think you just got to find those small little wins and and sort of build for next season. So I'm really enjoying that. I think I think they'll lose. Mm. But it won't be embarrassing. It won't be an embarrassing defeat. Now, I think these next three matches are interesting games, probably the hardest ones to tip throughout the shortened round. Eels and the Warriors tomorrow night, 5.30 at Combank. Now, Parramatta, we know have been in good form. When they were without Mitchell Moses a few weeks ago, they beat Manly, but Manly were without Daly Cherry Evans, Tom Turbo. Now the Eels are also without Clint Gutherson. We know Dylan Brown's still not back for a few weeks. Up against the Warriors side, who I was quite disappointed with last Friday night you know, over there in New Zealand against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Generally at Parramatta, I would tip the Eels, but I think the Warriors will have enough to turn things around and beat the understrength Eels. They were disappointing last week for sure, mm. um, but I, I don't read too much into it. I, I think the Warriors for the most part, have, have earned the trust of, of uh, the NRL. Mm. I think you know what you're going to get from them each week. And also those are shocking conditions Awful. as well, uh, which are the conditions you love to play in. Mm. Uh, in, in, my, in my opinion, I love to play in just torrential rain. And it's an intriguing one with the Warriors because there's been two games this year where mm. the weather has been like that. Last week against South Sydney, they conceded 28 points and scored six. About eight weeks ago against the Roosters, they conceded 14 points and didn't score a point. That's a bit worrying if they face those conditions come finals times, if they are in the finals. Which is bizarre because that's, that's New Zealand for yeah. me. Is a, that's sort of wintry weather. Mm. But look, I don't read too much into it. I, I think the Rabbitohs sort of had to win. So I think they just showed a bit of resolve, uh, which was good to see. I just think the losses of Mitch Moses and Clint Gutherson to Origin mm. is a massive loss. Mm. And I think no Dylan Brown uh, for external reasons outside of our football is also another big loss. Mm. Um for the Eels. So I'm going to go the Warriors. I, I trust them enough to win this one. Yeah, I think the Warriors win as well. 7.30 tomorrow night, the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, one of those teams that were beaten by your night, 66-0 last week. This, though, more interesting because South Sydney, without a host of stars, I still think, though, they beat the Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs will have an improved performance, but I think Souths. But this I, I find hard to tip because you'd expect the Bulldogs to bounce back from what they delivered last week. And South Sydney, as I mentioned, with a lot of origin stars out, plus Latrell Mitchell. I think the Bulldogs were the worst team last week. Uh, you know, look, you can look at 74-0 uh, from the Tigers, but look at the team they were coming up against. They are coming up against a red-hot Cowboys team. Mm. The Bulldogs were coming up at Knights team that sat 14th on the ladder who had all the pressure in that game because if we lost that game, I say we as Newcastle fan, yep. uh, we were going to most – what was expected, we were going to lose Adam O'Brien mm. uh, as mm. our coach if we lost that game. So all the pressure was on us mm. and we put 66 points on. Mm. Club record. I didn't know we had that in us. No. Um, and, and just watching, I missed the first half, so I missed them being booed off at half time. But I watched the second half, and they were just as putrid as the first half when mm. I went back and watched the replay. Mm. What I had of an issue with the Bulldogs is that Matt Bird and Reid Marnie, two of their big name players, really underperformed. I thought Reid Marnie was awful, and I thought his comments after the game, you can read them into however you like. I, I do buy into the fact that, you know, emotions are running high and he's saying, well, please just stick with us. Mm. The way he phrased it, though, after losing 66-0 when he said, jump off the bus if you're not going to be with us, was a little bit disrespectful to the fans that were out there watching that yes. shocking game. As a Knights fan, I, I, I was loving it, but deep down I was like, this is when playing against Witches Hats here. <laughs> 
there, there have been a few stats around that, oh, yeah, you know, they've lost a few players, the Rabbitohs and mm. the players that scored all their points in the Eastern, uh, in the Good Friday game Good Friday, earlier this yeah. year aren't going to be there. That means nothing to me. No. Uh, I think I think South will win this one quite comfortably. I, I don't buy into the fact that they'll only just limp over. I think the Bulldogs have a lot of issues, mm. a lot of them injuries as well, but also attitude as well. I, I think there are a couple of players who are really lacking effort uh, on on Sunday. Once they knew the result was was well beyond them, mm. this was at 36-42-0, but mm. then to allow 66 points get mm. put up on you, that's attitude. That's uh, not skill. And I said earlier on in the week, I think out of all the three teams, the Dragons, the Tigers, the Bulldogs, that got smashed. I think the Bulldogs are in the worst situation because they came up against a team that is not expected to make the top eight. A team that was, what, one point above them? Oh, no, we're rubbish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One point above them heading into yeah. that game. It's not not good enough from the Bulldogs. The final game Sunday afternoon, the Gold Coast Titans taking on the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins were pretty good for the most part against the Broncos last weekend. The Titans, they'll be disappointed they lost to the Raiders. They are very inconsistent, the Gold Coast Titans, but I'm leaning towards them in this game for no real reason. I, I just think they might have enough for the Dolphins. And this was, of course, the game. They did lead, what, 26-28-0 earlier on in the year, and the Dolphins ran them down in the second half. This is a... W- w- where do you go here? <laughs> where do you go? The Titans, are, I think, are the most... They've gone from the team last year when I tipped them each week because yes. I thought they'd turn it around. They didn't turn it around. They've gone from the most frustrating team in the competition to, yeah, the most fr- frustrating team in NRL history. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're going to get from them each week. And I think that's the real cause of concern. I think that's why they pulled the plug on Justin Holbrook because mm. they just weren't seeing consistency week in, week out. Oh, I'm just going to the Dolphins. This Dolphins? Just fins up, baby. Fins up. And how jealous are you that you're not over at Henningley at the moment watching the third test? Are you happy watching it on your couch? Oh, uh, yeah. Look, I wouldn't want to go to Henningley anyway. I wouldn't want to deal with those whinging poms. <laughs> I'd much rather go to Lords, uh, where we thought they were a bit more cultured and uh, a bit more polite. But no, they're just as whingy and scummy over at Lords as anyway. And good morning to any of our English sisters listening this morning. Charlie, a great stuff. We will chat next week. We'll actually chat a couple times, a few times next week with Origin, and then we'll preview around 20 of the NRL. It's going fast. Yeah, I think we said at the start of the year uh-huh. that I'll oh, get ready for 27, 30-odd weeks, yep. and I didn't think we'd actually get there, but we're fast approaching it. Not there yet, though. Not, Not there, there yet. There's Not still plenty to go. Thank you, Charlie. We'll speak next week. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Update you in Wimbledon in just a second. Just a text here uh, said, nice to hear from Julissa. I've been to that pub after the last Ashes test there. Fantastic atmosphere. Yes, uh, I didn't get to Henningley when I was over there uh, last time. Well, I did. Long story. But um, Leeds, and he also says Leeds, a very good uh, city. That's from Brad. Yeah, uh, love Leeds. Leeds, one of my favourite cities uh, in the UK. I think she's there for another day or two. And then off back to London to try and get to Wimbledon. We wish her the best of luck. Speaking of Wimbledon, Wimbledon is now streaming on Stan Sport. Watch Every match ad-free, centre court in 4K and the Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, AATC.tennis. Uh, some of the results today, and there are some matches still going on. Stan Rinka had a win, 6-3, 4-6, 6-4, 6-2. So uh, well done to Stan uh, Rinka there. Um, and we saw Kenan have a win in the women, 6-4, 6-3 as well. Uh, in terms of the Australians, Vukicic uh, lost, unfortunately, 3-6. Uh, uh, one six four six, 
Uh, Kubler, though, did get a win, and I'm pretty sure Sitsipas is in action at the moment as well. So I'll update you on that in just a second as well. Day four of Wimbledon, of course, a big weekend uh, coming up as well. 0457 736 736 is the open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. Uh, we'll get you an update on that Sitsipas uh, match. In a second, uh, uh, Jason Kubler through to the second round, which is uh, very, very good. Uh, text here, uh, they keep uh, saying, the, the, sorry, the Sharks, uh, they keep Sharks haven't beaten, the, the Sharks uh, haven't beaten a top eight team yet. They beat Parrot last year's grand finalists. That's from, uh, they keep saying, I think, the Sharks haven't been in a top eight team. They beat Parrot last year's grand finalists. Thank you, Andy. Yes, look, I, I haven't ruled out the Sharks being a potential premiership contender definitely are. Um, I, I just think, and there has been a lot of talk about it, we'll just see how they go. And I ran, went through their run home uh, just a moment ago. They've got a very tough, well, not a very tough run home, but they've got the Panthers. They've got Souths there as well. Um, so we'll find out over the next seven or eight weeks. Look, I don't think that um, they're not a premiership contender. I'd just like to see them being a bit more consistent against the big teams. That's all. But I agree with you. Look, they managed to beat Para. They're a good team. Nico Hines is starting to play good footy as well after a bad couple of weeks. So no doubt that the Sharks will be there at the end of the season and could well finish in the top four. Sitsipas is in action against Andy Murray. Sitsipas won the first set 7-6 in a tiebreaker. And Andy Murray leads the second set 1-love. Just the second set just getting underway. That is a Wimbledon update. It is now streaming on Stan Sport. Watch every match at free centre court and in 4K. Um... So we'll see what the Sharks can do. And this one, so glad in terms of the Vegas game, so glad Parramatta weren't mentioned there. We already lose a game to Darwin. Well, yes, uh, and this is the thing. Um, thank you for the text. No name on it, but ends in 789. It's the thing that I made mention of when we first started talking about the Vegas story this morning about the situation where, at the moment, teams, 10 teams interested in going. Now, two of those teams, I would imagine, are going to lose a home game. And then if you throw in Magic Round as well, where they could potentially lose another home game, and then maybe another game taken to a regional area, which everyone uh, enjoys and supports, could be left with nine home games. Sure, they'll be compensated, but it would be interesting just to see how that all unfolds and what teams are there next year for 2024 if it goes ahead and everyone believing at this stage it will go ahead thanks for your company today thank you for your company all week don't forget the cricket back on SEN tonight the breakfast show is coming up next after six o'clock pattern heels for our queensland listeners and for our listeners through SEN 1170 a.m in sydney it'll be vossi and copes to take you through the breakfast show have a great weekend enjoy the footy enjoy the cricket and i'll see you back here on monday morning from 5 a.m